Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a great message from one of our guest speakers. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. God, we praise you here tonight. Thank you. Thank you, worship team. That was absolutely sensational. You guys are amazing. Let's give them a hand. Thank you very much. Fantastic. You guys can grab a seat. It is really good to be here again. It feels like coming home whenever I come here. And I just want to thank your amazing pastors, Pastor Phil and Julie. Thank you. I love you guys. You're so generous and gracious and uh, welcoming and hospitable. Can we give your pastors a hand tonight? Absolutely brilliant people. Never take for granted your leaders. They are sensational people. And remember them. When you're praying, when you're seeking God, even when you're giving grace at night, pray for your pastors every single time. Let, let the blessing uh, that God has for them come out of your mouths. Amen. Because they're... they're at the pointy end of this stick, they're leading you towards the future that God's got for you and it's a good future and it's a bright future and you need to love them and appreciate them and be generous with them. So you guys are absolutely amazing. Thank you and thank you for the word you gave to me just before as well. Uh, man, I'm really excited because in four weeks time I'm moving to the Sunshine Coast. Now I haven't got a house as yet but that's coming in Jesus name. But it's it very exciting and hey, it's great to see Darcy here. How are you my friend? Fantastic, and all the college students that I've had some, the privilege of spending some time with this year, it's fantastic. And Santi's up in Ballina, with, he send, said to send his regards, and Evan says to say hello, and apparently so does Annalise, and whatever that's all about. Fantastic. Hey, there's something in the water up there, because seriously, everybody goes through and comes back with a friend. I believe that God is going to do something here tonight, amen? You know, I've said it before and I'll say it again, 1 Corinthians 4.20, the kingdom of God is not in word and deed only, but in power. I love the power of God. I love the presence of God. I've got nothing if I don't have that. If God is not in me and he's not working through me, there's not a whole lot I've got to give anybody, but I'm telling you, when, when you empty yourself or when you create space for God to fill you, something will happen. And uh, man, I've been, I've been traveling heaps lately and I was just in Ballina and then I was in Tasmania and Adelaide and all around, but I'm just seeing some crazy miracles, just the power of God being released into people's worlds and, uh, and it excites me. So I, I, I want to tell you about this one lady, Vanetta. So I'm in a service and, and, and I'm just having a, a healing line. I said, there's somebody here and you've got this problem, come forward. And she just had chronic pain through her whole body and she came out the front and I could tell she wanted to tell me this year-long story of what was wrong with her. And, and I felt like just saying, you know what, God knows what you need. I'm going to pray for you. So I prayed for her. She went out under the power of God and she laid there for an hour. And that was cool. And then she got up and then she got saved. Because so, I did this kind of healing line at the beginning of the service. And what happened was um, she had a condition uh, where her body was rejecting her skin. It literally was falling off her body. She would, she would put her hands into water, hot water, and it, her skin would drip off. She would go out into the sunlight and she would get like boils. Her daughter, was, her 15-year-old daughter had become her carer. 
and she'd be at home. And like the story in the book of Job, she literally would sit there and scrape the pussy boils off her mum's skin. She'd wake up every morning and all her, all her um, clothing would be stuck to her. And she was in such excruciating pain, they didn't know what to do. So they just gave her cancer drugs, hoping that the cancer drugs would kill the bad, let the good live, and that it would reset her system. It hadn't. Two years later, she'd put on like 50 kilos because she couldn't walk, she couldn't get out of it, she couldn't do anything. She was depressed, she was suicidal, and at a, at a last resort, she came to church. So she gets on the spot, got healed. Went home, and she, she's a nurse by, you know, by profession, and so she knew if I come straight off these drugs, I could have kidney failure, it could affect me badly, but I know the signs for that, so I'm going to do it anyway because I believe that I'm healed. Pain left instantly. She went off the medication. Within three weeks, she'd lost 15 kilos. Her, her life has been totally and radically turned around. Yeah, come on, let's give God a hand tonight. All of her skin, even all the scarring has cleared and totally gone through one encounter with Jesus Christ. I'm believing for that tonight. I'm believing that, that God can do something in your world. And the title of my message tonight is The Father of Lies. And, and it, it's, I, I want to talk to you about the lies that the devil brings to our world to try and hold us bound and limited in our circumstance. But like I was saying during the offering, God does not want you to live subject to circumstance. You are empowered of him. 1 Corinthians 15, 50, 57 says, thanks be to God that gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In Acts 2, we're told about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and that, you know, in 1 John 4, 4, it says that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We are empowered to live victorious in life. We are empowered to live beyond our circumstance, but the devil's not going to stop lying to you. And he wants you held captive in fear and anxiety. But I believe that tonight God wants to set some people free. I won't believe God that wants to loose you into the future he has for you. So that like I'm sure Pastor Tim was talking this morning and Garth, God wants you to go out there and be a bright shining light in the community. God wants 2013 to be the greatest year of harvest that this church has ever seen. And man, I'm excited that the things that happen in this church and through this church, but I'm telling you, God wants more. God wants you out there boldly confessing his goodness to a world that is broken and hurting and needing a savior. Amen? The church is the answer to the world. Yeah, come on, let's give God a hand tonight. So let me ask you this. Have you ever had a lie told about you that just, just shook you, rattled your cage? It was, it was an untruth. It was something that was just was unpleasant, hard to deal with. I'm sure we all have. The devil is out there every day. Not only lying to you, but lying about you. Yeah. Spreading room. He wants to discredit you. He want, he's lying to you about who you are. He's lying to you about your future and others about you and about your future. He's lying to you about what you're going through and he's making everything bigger and badder than it actually is. Yeah. He's lying to you about your relationship, about your health, about your financial. The devil is lying constantly because he wants to hold you bound. It says this in, in Peter though, it says... Be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in faith. The devil is relentless, but we can resist him. You know, the Bible says in Jude, it says, stir yourself up in your most holy faith. There is a faith that overcomes the lies of the devil, but we need to be sober and vigilant, realizing that what we're walking through, what comes against us is an attack of the enemy but it doesn't have to take us out. We can rise above it and we can live victoriously. 
It says in John 8, 44, it says, He, the devil, was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. There is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native tongue, his native language, for he is a liar and the father of all lies. He is a lie. He's the father of lies. There is no truth in him. If the devil is speaking to you, you can pretty well guarantee that you're on the right track, that God has you where he wants you. And, and let me tell you this. I love what it says in Psalm 23. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet woods. He restores my soul for his name. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. If you are walking through a tough time, if you're walking through a shadowy place, a place that's cold and damp and you've got struggles all around, keep walking through that thing because God is leading you through that valley into a place of victory. Amen? The, the devil's most powerful weapon are his lies, but they have no power. They're his most powerful weapon, but they hold no power. And if we will set our eyes on Christ, See, because he wants to stop you doing and being all that you can be in God. I have just refused to accept any lie that the devil throws at me because I know I have to go out there. I have to touch people for Jesus. I need to see a Veneta saved. I need to see her healed. At that, in that same meeting, I prayed for the pastor's daughter. I didn't even know what her condition was. There was 50 people out on the, on the healing altar call. I prayed for her. She went out on the power of God, got up and started screaming because she looked in a mirror Apparently, she had such bad eczema and psoriasis that it was literally all her skin was just red raw and peeling off underneath her, her neck. And she's just, it's aggravated and she's scratching it. All her arms, she has to wear long sleeve shirts because she's, she's just going crazy all day long. She got up and her skin was like baby's, baby's skin. I'd say baby's bottom, but that's how I'm always hitting little Zacky on the bottom. It was just smooth as silk. There was not one scratch mark on it. It wasn't pink. It wasn't agitated. If I listen to what the enemy says, you're no good, you're useless, you're failing in this. You're... We have to get beyond the devil's lies. We have to get beyond people's expectations. We have to get beyond, and we need to go to faith. We need to be men and women of faith. Amen? You know, John 10.10 10 says, the devil comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Don't listen to anything he has to say. But what I love is that our God, our Savior, his nature is the complete opposite. It says, he comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you may have life and life more abundantly. I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. I don't care what you're facing right now. You can get through it. You are empowered to succeed. You are empowered to go beyond any challenge you're facing right now. God is for you and he's not against you. His word that says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. He's called you to be the head and not the tail above and never beneath. God is with you to the very end you know in john 8 36 it says this if the son has set you free you're free indeed if you've got christ in your life if you've been filled with the spirit you're free and and i'm believing tonight that people are going to be set free i'm believing that things are going to drop from your life tonight weights bondages sicknesses fear i'm, I'm believing that that god is going to be magnified and glorified in this house tonight says here you know 1 john 4 4 i've said that you of, of god little children and have overcome them because he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world so let's just look at three main lies i believe the devil tells us to keep us in prison and the only reason i want to look at these is so that we can break them in jesus name amen the first lie is this that god isn't able god's not able he's not able to get you through what you're going through he's not able to bring an answer he's not able to release a miracle he's not able to to 
you know, he can do some things, he can't do all things. But this just isn't true. There's nothing he cannot do. There's nothing he will not do. He's willing and able. God wants to touch your world. And I, I've said this before, God didn't send his son to impress us. Cool party trick, that cross thing and raising again, and that was cool. Didn't do that. He didn't even send him to impact us. God sent Jesus Christ to transform your life. It says in Corinthians that the old is gone and the new has come. You're a brand new creation in Christ Jesus when, when Jesus is living on the inside of you. There's nothing of the old that remains. You are, you are brand new in Christ. It says in Isaiah 53, it says, He bore our, our griefs. He carried our sorrows. He was smitten by God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned every one of us to our own way. And the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity for us all. The whole point of the cross is your freedom. The whole point of the cross is that you could live unchained, unbound, unweighted, free. That's the life that God has for you. That's the abundant life. That's the blessed life. That's the life that God's called you and I to live. And if you're not living there, you can live there. Amen. The word says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication, present your request to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. I love that. I, I love the word of God. I love the God that we serve. He, he, he's alive. He's real. He's powerful. And he's available for you wherever you find yourself. You know, it says in Ephesians 1.19, the same power that God worked in Jesus when he raised him from the dead is at work in us. The same power that God used and was manifest in that tomb four days was the same power that's available to each and every one of us. You can walk empowered and blessed in life. There is nothing that needs. Don't listen to the devil. Don't listen to his life. God is able. I love what it says here in 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace abound to you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. In your hardest moment, God's able. When you're walking through hell, God is able. Jesus even said, if, if you wouldn't leave me in Hades, you wouldn't leave me, you're, you're still with me. You know, in, in Psalms it says, where could I go from your presence? If I make my home in the depths of hell, if I rise to the heavens, you're there with me. God is with, he is able. Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that is at work in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations. The power of God active in our lives is directly proportional to his praise on our lips. When you're walking through hell, praise God. When the devil's yelling loudest in your ear, praise God. Sing a worship song. When, you, when you've lost everything, when you, praise God. Like Job, I, lo I love the story of Job where his, his friends have left him and his wife says, do you still hold on to your integrity? Why don't you curse God and die? He says, what, will I accept good and not evil? Says, God is God regardless. And when we made that decision, can I tell you, when you made that decision to have Jesus Christ come into your life, you're ruined for the world. There's nothing else you can do. Just praise him. Just lift up a song of praise. If you're in prison, sing. The, the bars will open up. The doors will fling open wide. God is going to do a mighty work in your life. You, we just need these eyes of faith, these eyes that believe and refuse to listen to the lies of the enemy. Amen? Yeah. Second one is that it's too late. First one's God, he's not able. 
and he is. The second one is it's too late. You, you've been in this situation for 27 years. Why do you think it's going to change now? Your mum had this, your dad had this, your brother had this. You're going to have this as well. It's too late. Your future is sealed. It's never too late. It's never too late. I remember being in Perth and there was a lady and she came out and, and literally 27 years prior to the date that I was there, she had had a massive car crash, smashed all of her shoulder and, and all of the bones had been fractured. The whole deal. Her arm was pinned in place. The, the most movement she had was like that. That's all she could do. So it was a medical impossibility that she could lift this arm. Not, oh, well, her, she had a sore arm. 27 years had not moved her arm. I didn't know this. I said to somebody here, you've got a problem in your right arm. It's, it's because of your shoulder. Come out. God's going to heal you. So I just laid my hands on her. She went out under the power of God. She got up and is lifting her hands. It's never too late. I don't care how long you've been in a situation. I don't care how long you've been bound. It's never too late. The devil will try and tell you it's, too, it's never too late. I was preaching up in Mackay, and there was a girl doing the... Um, the overhead at this stage. We didn't have the screen. We just had the overhead. And she's looking at me really funny. And, and I, I let it go for about five minutes, then about 10 minutes, then about 20 minutes. I'm like, lady, give me a break. I'm preaching as best as I can. I'm giving you everything I've flipping got, and you're still looking at me funny. And then God gave me a word there that was somebody that was deaf. And it was her. She was looking at me funny because this was her good ear, and that was her bad ear, but she had to sit this way to do the... And so she, she jumped up. She went forward. She'd been deaf from birth, and she was 32 years old. In an instant, her ear popped open and God just set her free. It's never too late. It's never too late. Come on, let's give God a hand tonight. Now, Luke, Luke 23, it says this, verse 42. It's the, talking about the thief on the cross. He said, then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Here's a man who rightly is going to death for the sins he's committed. Hours from dying. And Jesus says it's never too late. You've accepted me into your world. Come, come to me in paradise today. It's, it's never too late. You know, Jeremiah 33 says, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things you do not know. Psalm 34 verse 4 says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all of my fears. You know, Lazarus was in a tomb for four days. If you're not dead, it's not too late. If there's still breath in your lungs, God can do something with your world, with your finances, with your relationship. The devil is only going to remind you of all that's bad in your world. But God wants you to sit there and listen so that he can tell you all that's good. And not only all that's good, all that's good that's coming all that he has for you, all that's in store for you in your future. The devil wants to remind you of your past, but God wants to show you your future. Yeah. So often we position ourselves to sit down in what we've known. God, just, just draw a line in the sand and let's just look towards me because it's never too late. It's, it's never too late. Third thing is that God doesn't really exist. The devil wants you to believe that God doesn't really exist. That's a good notion and, you know, whatever. God is big and he's real and that changes everything. That changes, God is real. He exists. He is ever-present. He's omniscient. He's, he's everywhere. He's, I'm, I'm telling you. You know, there's a saying that 
those that, are, that, that have had an experience, sorry, those that, no, that's not it. Yes, with it, yes, that's exactly it, and that was well said. I've experienced the power of God. You can't tell me God's not real. Every person needs to experience the touch of God upon their life. Every person needs a God encounter. And the thing about coming to church like this and worship, we can open ourselves up to a God encounter. We can open ourselves up, and the smartest thing you will ever do if you're going through a tough time, if the devil's on your case, if there's lies being thrown at you left, right and centre, if people are coming against you, and you're being, come to the house. Come and get on the altar. Come and position yourself for an encounter with God. You know, there might be addictions in your world. There might be things that are going on. God can break the power of anything that he hasn't brought in, in a second if we will just believe. You know, it says here in Hebrews 11 verse 6, says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. We must believe that God exists. We must believe. And that's, the onus for that is on us. God doesn't need to prove that he's real. We need to believe that God is real. Can I, can I get the band to come? Is that all right? I want to I encourage everyone here today that if that's even a question in your mind, does God really exist? I want to encourage you to, to open yourself up right now to an encounter with him. I'm going, to, I'm going to open this altar in a minute. I want you to come forward. I want you to open yourself to say, God, if you're real, show me how real you are. Let me feel your power. Fill me with your spirit. The word says those that hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. And God is, he will, if you will stand there and cry out to him, he will, he will fill you. I, I love what it says um, in Mark 11, 22, it says, have faith in God. Not because you've seen miracles, not because you've been, to, just, just have faith. Make a decision for yourself that I believe. God, I believe. And I tell you when, you, when you position yourself there, you will see God. You will see his goodness. It's not, it's not the other way around. We need to say, God, I believe. I believe. And I tell you, we're all going to believe in something. Even if we say we believe in nothing, we believe in something. You know what? Does, does your prayer life show that you believe in God? Are you speaking out extravagant prayers? Are you praying against the enemy's lies? Because the Bible says even the devil believes in God and trembles. But that's not doing him any good. You've got to do something with the belief. You've got to do something with the faith. We need to, like I was saying, stir ourselves. Stir ourselves into action so that we can be those bright shining lights out in the community. Stir ourselves into action so that we can go out and lay our hands on the sick and see them recovered. Stir ourselves so that we can go out in belief and in faith and prophesy over a person that's suicidal and see that you know, demonic activity in their world broken. God is able. It's never too late. And he's real and wants to show you tonight how real he is. Can we just close our eyes? Thank you, Lord. God, I thank you for your spirit here tonight. I thank you for your presence. Mighty God, you're ever faithful. You're a loving God, merciful and gracious. And you're here right now. I thank you, Lord. You're going to touch lives. You're going to transform worlds. People are about to be set free in your mighty name, Jesus. Before I pray for people, and I'm going to pray for people, can I just ask this question? While every head's bowed, every eye's closed, can I just ask this question? 
if as you were walking to your car tonight, your heart stopped beating and you died, would you go to heaven? You don't have to answer it out loud, but I want every person to answer this question in their heart. As you were going to your car tonight, if your heart stopped and you died, would you go to heaven? Are you in right relationship with God? Is he your Lord and so have you given him everything? And most people would say, well, I'm a good person, so I should go to heaven. And that's good. But the Bible doesn't say that if you're a good person, you get into heaven. Some of you might even say, but, you know, Christian, I, I was brought up a Catholic, an Anglican, a whatever it might be. I've been baptized. I've been, that, that's good. But there's nowhere in the word where it says that that will get you into heaven. And you might even say, well, I think I will. Or I hope I will, and that's good. But I want you to have an assurance tonight in your life that you are living right in God's eyes. And the Bible says there's a way that we can do that. It says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. So it doesn't matter how you think it should be done. It doesn't matter how I think it should be done. God says salvation comes through one way, and that's through Jesus Christ. But, and, and Jesus says that nobody gets to the Father except through me. So I want to ask this question, which I believe is a fair question of every person here. While every head's bowed and every eye's closed, will you give your life to Jesus tonight? Have you given your life to Jesus? Are you walking in right relationship with God? Because if you're not, I want, to, I want to pray for you. I believe the power of God's going to touch you and, and things are going to turn around. So can I ask... You know, on the count of three, if you're here tonight and you've never done that, or you have done it and you've walked away and you're not living right before God, you know you're not. You know that you wouldn't go to heaven. You want to badly. And sometimes, you know, a lot of it, we struggle in how we do life. I believe tonight can be a defining moment in every person's life here. If you struggle doing the Christian life, I believe there's going to be an empowerment for you tonight to live and walk straight in God. So if that's you and you're here and you're saying, yeah, you know what, that is me. I need to get right with Christ. I need to give my life to Jesus. Just lift your hand. Thank you, Lord. Fantastic, sweetheart. Is there anybody? Just lift your hand and say, yeah, that's me. I want to get right with Christ. I, I want assurance in my heart that the day I die, I'm going to heaven. Just lift your hand right now and say, that's me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anybody else? I feel like there might be just a few other people here and you, and you just need to, you know what, make this right with God. Thank you, Lord. The best decision I ever made was to give my life to Christ and to walk strong in Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, can we stand to our feet? Thank you, Lord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for this lady when I'm, ha when I'm having an, all the line here. I'm going to pray with her. But you know what, I just, is it all right if I... Yep. I, I just really feel, Christian, there's just a word in my, in yep. my, my heart here, my spirit, uh, because you're going to open up the altar and then it's going to be awesome. But just uh, it's been with me this morning and I tried to get it out in the giving message this morning. But here it is. And this is, this, this is for about a dozen people in the church. So this is a word for a lot of people in the church. There is a portion... The portion is your inheritance. It's your inheritance that God has for you. And you've fallen short. In fact, you maybe have shrunk back from believing in that. There's trials. There's failures. God wants you to work through that. That's normal. 
with hope in your heart, faith arises and you will secure the promises that God has for you and had for you even before the earth was sent spinning. There are promises for you, my friend, that God wants you to claim for your children's children in Jesus' name. And I declare to you tonight that sense of failure or that sense that it's too late, that is going to be extinguished by the power of the and is already by the Word of God that Christian brought tonight. But on this altar, if you present yourself, I believe you're going to start to take ground all over again. And you're going to claim your best life in Him. And I think that represents something that you've been anguished about and frustrated about. It's about something that has evaded you even for years, even you long-term Christians. I believe that there is more of the promised land for you to acquire, for you to possess. And when you possess it, don't let go of it. Hold it, dear. Never let it go. Never let your salvation go. There's some people in the house that are not here by chance. God is going to intersect upon your life tonight yeah. and jumpstart you again into your promise, the promises and the destiny Thank that God you. has for you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, Lord. Why don't we just lift our hands, look away to God. I'm believing right now that the power of God is going to touch your life. There are people here and you've been bound by fear and anxiety and the devil has spoken to you, told you you'll never amount to anything, you'll never achieve anything, you'll never be able to break through beyond what you know as a current reality and there's a frustration there, an internal frustration and you're, you're burdened by it. I want you to come forward. God is going to set you free tonight. I'm telling you, weights are going to lift off people's lives. These things are going to be broken in Jesus' name. Don't hold back. Let God do what God does. Thank you, Lord. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Faith.